Hey guys, this is Nikki DeSalvatore and welcome to A Mom and a Mic. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and was created to provide a safe place for women of every age, every walk of life, and every background. My prayer for you is to find solace, comfort, laughter, and hope, and inspiration as we journey through this adventure called Life Together. Today I'm sharing with you episode number 10 called Things I Wish I Learned Earlier as a Parent. If you would like to share today's episode with a friend, just go to amamanamike.com and look for episode number 10, Things I Wish I Learned Earlier as a Parent. Also, I would love for you to reach out and connect with me on my Facebook page, Mike. Here you will find words of inspiration, reminders to keep you motivated, and dialogue to get you through the week, hopefully making you smile and laugh. Ever wished, after giving birth, in lieu of new-bought onesies, someone handed you an instruction manual instead? Raising kids can be difficult, and oftentimes we're left with doubt that we as parents are on the right track, or, quite frankly, that we're even on the road at all. The one thing that has always resonated with me, and that honestly has given me peace when trying to be a good mom, is this. I am not alone. If you wake up each morning and ask the Lord to help you be the parent your child needs, then no matter what happens, the right intention has been set. So, absolutely not claiming I'm an expert by any means, here's my top 10 things I wish I learned earlier as a parent. Here we go. Number one, choose your words carefully. Words have power, and sometimes we as adults don't fully grasp the amount of power our words truly have. In a matter of just one sentence, we can either make a child's day or can crush a child's spirit. I like to think of it like a tube of toothpaste. In fact, this is the way I teach kind words to my kids at school. Let's pretend that the toothpaste coming out were words, whether encouraging or defeating. Regardless of its content, it's out there. Once the toothpaste is out, you can't put it back in the tube. And unfortunately, this is no different when it comes to things you say. Sure, you can apologize for hurtful words, but the damage said has already been done. The good news is that we can have the reversal effect if we choose our words carefully. The bad news is it takes double the amount of good words to combat the hurtful words once it's out. Peggy Omara pretty much summed it up when she said, The way we talk to our children will become their inner voice. Number two, be your child's biggest cheerleader. Although this story I'm about to tell you involves a child I once taught, the same principle applies for your own children at home. So this one class I had many years ago, there was a child who came to me with nothing short of small grades and a very big attitude. He not only didn't think very much of school, he thought much less of himself. See, this particular child wasn't really good at anything. He didn't excel in academics and seemed to have no real skills at sports. All the teachers before me in his previous grades had already warned me and was sending their condolences that he was on my roll. Easily I could have joined the negative trail, but instead I decided I would try and stop this train of defeat for this kid and see if I could put him on a new course. So every day... I would tell this child that his name was on my list of the top kids for their ability in math. And every day, 
he would look at me like I was crazy. Every day I would reassure him that I was not mistaken, and every day he was convinced I'd lost my mind. It took several months of this, and finally it happened. I overheard the same child who had badmouthed himself constantly say to the other student, Hey, I can help you. I'm really good at math. I literally couldn't believe my ears. He had finally believed what I had been telling him for months. And to think not only did he start believing it, he started showing it in class. By the end of the year, he was one of the top students in math and was actually helping others. I'm telling you, if you're going to take anything from this episode, take this. There is power in words. Number three, add routines and make traditions. Children not only love consistency, they thrive on it. Decide what works for your family and stick to it the best you can. Consistency helps a child feel safe and confident. It helps them organize their thoughts and it teaches them how the world works. Here's a very basic example. We get up, we eat breakfast, we go to school. One day when we graduate, we get up, we eat breakfast, we go to work. We have to be at school at a certain time with deadlines and due dates for assignments. And when we get older, we have jobs with certain expectations to complete in a certain amount of time. If you establish routines and set a standard for your kids, they understand what is expected of them and will have a solid foundation for making better choices. I will tell you though, be choosy about what ritual or routine that you establish and make sure it's something that you can continue. Example. Don't start a routine of reading 10 books before bed when most nights you usually only have time for three. Like my dad always told me, your word is your bond. If you don't follow through with what you've set, they're not going to trust you nor put value in what you say. As for traditions, kids love having something to look forward to. And surprisingly, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. Something as simple as Friday night movie night could nurture their spirit and give them a sense of belongingness. Number four, connect with teachable moments. Embrace the little moments when you can slip some life lessons in. Whether it be time standing in line at the grocery store or night in the kitchen cooking dinner, capitalize on those minutes to just talk with your child. Maybe it's discussing why the stores are low on toilet paper Or explain honestly why people can be idiots on TV. Whatever the topic, most of the time it is those moments that a child will remember and will create the biggest impact on their lives. These quick lessons not only will echo in your child's mind for years to come, these moments tend to bring you closer and cultivate your relationship. Number five, remember, little eyes are watching. When in doubt, Know that they are watching and listening to everything you are doing and saying. As a teacher, I have parents all the time tell me they know exactly how I teach because their little ones come home and they mimic me on a daily basis. As an educator, I have a responsibility to be a good role model for my kids. But what we need to realize as parents is that we hold the highest responsibility for our own kids. Remember, home is actually their first classroom. Number six, choose time over toys. So many parents have the misconception that if they provide their kid with all the latest and coolest toys, 
they will be happy. Yeah, I'll turn down a toy, said no child ever. But in reality, what they really want is time with you. It could be something as simple as a set mommy or daddy time each day, or a full-out date night with my parents once a month. When planning your week, write in a day that could be purposely set aside for your child. This doesn't have to be expensive, fancy, or elaborate. It could just be stopping by an ice cream shop and talking over a milkshake, or watching a movie together snuggled on the couch. Whatever it is, make a point to schedule it in. Life gets busy. Our intention may be there, but things will most likely come up, and the time intended will be pushed aside. If we write it in and be purposeful, we won't miss our appointment with our most important client, our kids. Number seven, unplug and read. It's probably no surprise to you when I say the CDC reports that children ages 8 to 10 spend an average of six hours per day in front of the screen with the hours rising according to their age. Set a time every day to unplug, and that includes you too, Mom. Children look to us as their guide. It's really difficult for them to understand why they need to have time without technology if Mom and Dad are constantly plugged in. Take the time when you unplug to read. Out of every single thing you could do for your child, educationally, Reading just 20 minutes a night is by far the most important. Read to them. Listen to them read to you. And if they struggle with reading, take turns reading a page to them and have them read a page to you. And if you want your child to read for 20 minutes a night, then they need to see you reading 20 minutes a night. You know, I'm a huge Nicholas Sparks fan. And I would always tell my kids at school how I just couldn't wait to see what happened in the next chapter. And at home, my 12-year-old knows that Mama with a new book is a very happy mama. Lessons don't go far if you limit it to do as I say and not as I do. Number eight, understand today's pressure. In this day and age, kids are under an incredible amount of pressure, way more than when we were kids. Take this fact, have empathy, and breathe before you react. When something does happen, try and keep your words positive and your reactions in control. The way you handle trials or adversity will put your child on a path of how to solve problems when things happen to them. Another key to helping them with the pressure of life is to provide a safe haven for them. It doesn't matter what type of house you live in. In fact, Children will choose a small, humble home to a lavish mansion anytime if the small, humble home offered love, security, and peace. Your kids long for safety, happiness, and affection, not square footage. Finally, be the kind of person your child is proud of. I know it seems like simple fun to tease and kid around, but don't embarrass them, especially around their friends. Don't complain when your child wants to friends over because that usually means one of two things. One, he's proud enough of his home and family that he doesn't mind showing them to his friends. And two, he's not out with his friends so that now you don't have to worry because he's home. Growing up in this world is tough. Don't make it any tougher. Number nine, have some porch time. 
At our house, we have a wraparound porch, and when the weather is nice, we have porch time as a family. This is the time where we just go grab a rocking chair, unplug all devices, and we just talk. Whether it be a porch, a living room, or a dining room table, the concept still applies. Take time to come together on a regular basis. When your child grows up with that expectation, he or she will most likely feel comfortable talking to you about their problems when they're older. Number 10. Pray over your children. Malachi 4.6 says, His preaching will turn the hearts of parents to their children, and the hearts of children to their parents. No matter if you are the spiritual leader in the family or not, the greatest thing you could ever do for your children is to pray over them. Pray for the Lord's favor so that their lives will be easier. Pray for God's protection so that they will always come home to you in one piece. Pray for wisdom to know how to be that kind of mom that they need and the words to say when you're tired and run down. Pray for mercy, compassion, and grace in their lives because you know that without those things, we as moms would not be able to survive ourselves. Most importantly, pray that they will always stay close to the Lord and that as they grow up, they will never wander too far from Him or from home. A quote from David Young says, Fill your children with good thoughts before they go to bed. Ask them about their favorite part of the day. Praise them for a good deed. Pray with them and tell them they're the best gift God ever gave you. They'll fall asleep feeling 10 feet tall. Parenting. It still remains one of the most difficult yet most rewarding jobs you could experience. Children. They still remain one of the most complicated yet most precious gifts of life. Even with identical twins, there are no two children perfectly alike. Nor are we given an instruction manual that is specifically written just for one kid. But what we can do is know that in the course of this ever-changing role, we are not alone. We are parents who wake up each morning and try to make a positive impact, and we do the best we can. We may not be champions of childhood, nor guardians of the galaxy, But we are definitely this. We are moms on a mission and dads on a destination to not raise our children so that everything is perfect, but rather to raise our children to feel they are perfectly everything. Until next week, my friend, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he shine his light upon you and give you peace. Know that the light in me honors, loves, and respects the light in you. Thanks so much for tuning in to A Mom and a Mic Podcast. You have blessed my life by being here with me. This has been a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you want to reach out and connect with me on Facebook, you can find me on my A Mom and a Mic group page, NickStang123 on Instagram, or at NickyDeSalvatore1 on Twitter. If something spoke to your heart today, or if you just want to be kind, please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Remember, be strong. Be encouraged. Be loved.